Hello, everyone. Welcome to Love On Yourself Podcast. Hi, my name is Desiree Nicole, and happy birthday to Love On Yourself Podcast. Birthday to Love On Yourself Podcast. Love On Yourself Podcast is officially a year old, and I'm so excited. So for this birthday special, I'm going to share some of my favorite segments from Love On Yourself Podcast. So let's get into it. Hi, my name is Desiree Nicole, and this is my first podcast. And I wanted to tune in and talk about something that I feel like a lot of people go through. Um, let's talk about breakups. We all go through them. We all been through them. And the steps that it takes to get over a breakup. Um, I feel like breakups is hard, especially when you feel like you were in something for the long run and then it happens where it just everything just ends. And sometimes it's for the better, even though it looks like it's the end of the world or you don't want to leave that person alone because you you expected that person to be in for a lifetime. But we have to understand that some people are seasonal and some people are here for a lifetime. And we have to stop confusing seasonal people with lifetime people. So my message for today is it's okay to cry. It's okay to vent. It's okay to hurt. I feel like we have to stop acting like emotions is a bad thing. So my message for you today is to be okay with not being okay, but don't stay in that phase forever. guys i wanted to give you a small story on how i came up with the idea and the name of love on yourself podcast there was a time in the period in my life that i was going through um doubts about myself i didn't feel good about myself especially when i would go through like breakups or just not feeling good not feeling enough not feeling pretty enough this podcast is to help whoever you are man woman whoever child old woman whoever you are to learn how to love yourself no matter what goes on because I know life can make us feel like we are not enough in times we feel like we are just not doing enough things aren't going right and we forget to love ourselves so love on yourself is just promoting you to just love yourself through the bad the good times because we have ourselves our body our spirit everything we have is us and sometimes when we feel like we don't have the necessary support around us we feel like we're not valued or loved enough but self-love is the biggest component of finding the love that you want in this world you have to love yourself no matter what others think of you 
No matter what the situation is, you have to love yourself and you have to be able to know how to pick yourself up in these moments. So I, if I'm preaching to you today, if you feel like, you know, that you're not really feeling yourself, this is for you because we're not perfect. I'm not perfect, but you have to learn how to embrace the things that are not perfect about you and be okay with it. Hi, my name is Desiree Nicole, and welcome to this episode of Love on Yourself podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about a special experience that I experienced while washing dishes. I was listening to music like I normally do. Sometimes, like when I'm cleaning up or doing chores, I like to like turn on music to get me into the mood, you know, to like clean. I feel like that helps me a lot. And it was this song. I usually listen to like I'm a scissor her type of person. Like I love music. I love their music. Overall, they just give me like real boss up female energy. I love their sound. So a song um by her came up called Good to Me. And I feel like I have never found a song that basically describes basically how I feel when I'm in relationships or when I'm about to pursue a male or I feel like I have yet to find a person that is good to me. You know, like basically in the song she was saying like she has this man that's good to her, like, you know, while they're around, but he's not... She wants to make sure that he, when he's not away, he's not acting single or he's not acting different. And I feel like this person, like this describes like what I went through with my ex, um, whereas like he would be perfect while we're here, while we're together, the most loving man. But when we're away, he's like a different person. Like he's a different, I don't even recognize that person. So something that she said in the song was, She was like, I think some men were raised a certain way, but they get around other kind of men and get insecure. And I feel like they have to be that way. And you know what I'm saying? Like she said that, you know, just because my boys told me that, you know, and they feel like, well, it's not coming from a woman's perspective of how to treat a woman. They're getting around the wrong type of men who are toxic, that cheat and lie. And I feel like a lot of men do get caught up in that. And I just wanted to share that with you. I thought that was like... Hi guys, welcome to this episode of Love on Yourself. I wanted to talk about how I pretty much overcame. I never really liked my voice, you know, when I was younger or my teenage years, but I really embraced my voice. Like, I don't know, like everyone tells me like, you have such a soothing, calm voice, like such a pretty voice, your voice fits you. It's so smooth. And I'm like, really? Mm, Never really cared for it. So it's funny, like, listening to me on a podcast and, like, I have to, like, replay myself and listen to what I said in the podcast and just review the old episodes. And I'm just like, huh, that's funny. It's like, I really do sound good on the podcast. So I feel like you just have to love and embrace the parts of you you don't really feel too confident in. And honestly... There's certain things that really 
I was never confident in. And, like, I really embraced that I look different. I don't look like all the other girls in the area. I feel like a lot of the girls in this area look the same. Like, everyone tries to be the same. And I like standing out. I like being different. I feel like different brings out and attracts different. You know, I'm not afraid to go against the crowd or against the norms. Because everyone wants to be a certain type of way. No, I'd rather be me. I love being Desiree. I can finally say, I love being Desiree. I love this person that I am. And I love her and I will protect her. So with that being said, learn how to love the parts of yourself that you feel like are different or you don't really like it. And embrace it. What I did with my voice. So hopefully that helps someone out there. Thank you for listening and love on yourself. Wise words from Nipsey Hussle, the great. The game is going to test you, but never fold. Stay 10 toes down. It's not on you. It's in you. And what's in you, they can't take away. Wise words from Samantha Smith. We are stronger poem. We are flowing. We are growing. We are open like the Red Sea. We walk through confident uncertainty. We kneel here. We heal here. We open our hearts to the heavens. We use our tears to cleanse our canvas. The fear floods us. The love is electric. Self-inflicted pain, we dance to the rain. Fear is dream. Because pain is the light. Pain is insight. The body hurts, but the spirit grows. The flesh is starving while wisdom overflows. I got a question only Lord knows. Does life breakfast twice? dating and we're getting to know each other and he's telling me about you know how much he really likes me and he's really like we're talking on the phone and like it was like during the summertime so we would just like walk to the park and just you know talk and I'm like I haven't really talked to someone in a long time that made me feel like you know they were interested in me like it just seemed like he was just intrigued by everything about me like it made me feel like special like I had someone finally I think I found my soulmate like I think I found the person I really want to be with and he pays attention to every detail about me he's not bored by when I talk he doesn't 
miss a single thing I said. Like, he was just intrigued with everything about me. Like, and it made me feel good. So we're dating. I noticed, you know, when he would go home, it was just always, like, a a different vibe. Like, you know, he wasn't very good at texting. And, you know, that would get annoying to me because I'm more like a on-the-phone type of person anyway. Like, I love to talk on the phone. So we were in school and the last time we seen each other you know he was like I had to figure some things out but I know what I want to do and he was like I want to be with you and like we sat there and we talked and I was like all right then let's let's do it so I got home and we were on the phone he was like I'm gonna call you back and then after that I never heard from him and I, weeks after, I would just text him and be like, listen, if you don't want to do this, like, you should have just told me you didn't want to do this. And, you know, I kind of, like, told him off about himself. And he never responded. So a year later, you know, wow, months, I feel like even months after that happened, my whole world flipped. My grandma passed away. It was just a lot of things happening. And it just really caused me to just feel like shut down and that's when I went through my spiritual awakening everything started to shift in me like a lot of things started to change a year later I haven't heard from him and you know it still was on the back of my mind because it made me scared to like even talk to people I you know talk to people but I don't feel like it really got serious enough for a relationship you know I would these males would tell me oh I like you or I just never could really believe like you like me but you don't make any effort like it's really no effort behind it and I really didn't want to try I didn't really want to open my heart up again to be hurt because I felt like I thought someone really liked me and it turned out to be something different you know you weren't as special as you thought you were and I feel like that's the history of my love life is like I'm always the one that pulls the weight and it's really annoying to me because I feel like I always have given nothing but genuine love and try to always be the person to be there for my partner to love my partner to take care of my partner to just be down for this person because when I love you when I love you I am the sacrifice I sacrifice myself because when I love you I give you everything and I expect you to do that too and I didn't talk to him for a year, but, you know, I had other people I talked to. I know I connected to this one person, but, you know, that didn't turn out to be what I thought it was going to be. It's always like that. But, I mean, sometimes disappointment is a good thing because, trust me, none of those people were it anyway. I know that now. While I'm talking from then, this is what I was feeling. So he popped up on Facebook and he says, listen, 
he gives this whole story about how he felt bad about how he ghosted me and I always felt like it was another female even though he tries to make it seem like it wasn't another female it turns out it was a whole nother female and I was just like you know it's fine you know just go to her and he always tried to make it seem like no he he made the wrong choice and how she did this to him how she did that to him and how she treats him and and I'm just like okay that's your karma and like he would just pop up here and there but he was still living in like a different state he had moved down to a different state to stay with his dad for a little bit and I remember he had came back up and he's like oh I want to meet up with you I want to talk to you so this is the first time me seeing him in like two years you know since that incident where I seen him in person and then he ghosted me and you know I seen him and he was just like you know I miss you like and I really feel like I made a mistake a part of me it's like you know what let me see if there's something there like maybe it's something there and but I noticed like even giving him that chance was the same thing was happening again it was me doing all the work when he got home he's around his friends or family it's just he was just negative like he wasn't being a good boyfriend like he he couldn't be supportive he wasn't emotionally supportive for me he would he doesn't know me like you don't know me you don't know my story you don't even know my birthday. You don't know my favorite things. You don't know nothing about me. You don't know me. So how could you love me? Like, and that was always the question. And I remember just sitting outside and talking to him and being like, listen, I need you to let me know. Are you cheating? Like, I, I just feel it. He's like, no, I'm not cheating. And then when I broke up with him and I said, listen, I can't do this anymore. It's like, I wish you the best, but I can no longer deal with this anymore it's draining me and I have done so much spiritual work it's like I can't even go back to who I was before you know you want that girl that was so naive and trusting you but you don't know how to deal with who I am now like and I walked away and later he confessed that you know he was cheating and you know, he was still messing with his the girl that he left me for. So it was always like a back and forth situation. And like, I really kind of just, you know, even outside, I broke down to him. And I'm like, why was I never enough for you? Like, why, why did I do all the right things for you? And you just never could just love me properly. And I knew he doesn't have the tools to love right because he wasn't love right. So he picks things that are toxic for him that don't really serve his best interests. Sometimes I notice people run away from things out of the fear of they're not used to having those things. And I had to learn to accept that that's what it was. And I told him, I was like, I fell out of love with you. It's like, I will always, you know, I'll care. I don't want nothing bad to happen to you. But I know I'm not going to sit here and be unhappy. I know what I deserve. I know what I need. 
and you're not it at all and he still has that argument to this day like but I care about you and I felt bad recently because you know it was an incident where you know he keeps getting himself into trouble he keeps getting himself into I had to let go because it does not serve me so who's another person we could talk about so I feel like my first incident of a male trying to make me feel like I wasn't good enough was ninth grade. One of my exes had um, pretty much messed with my best friend and, you know, he slept with her, did whatever with her. And I remember he kept telling me, well, it's because you're not handling your thing as a woman. Like, you know, you won't give it up to me. And she was going to give it up to me. And that's how you please your boyfriend. You're supposed to please your boyfriend. And I'm just like, I am like a freshman just coming into like ninth grade. And I mean, my friend had already lost her, you know, thing. So I'm just like, no, I'm not ready. And... It was just weird, like, the relationship was just, like, so, made me so unhappy because he tried to make me feel like I was not good enough for him. Like, I was not good enough. I was a horrible girlfriend because I didn't want to bust it open for him, and he messed with my friend. It's like, it was a lot of emotional abuse, and I'm not really going to say the other part of that, but, um... There was some other things that happened, you know, that I noticed. I was like, wow. I look back and I'm like, not only did I have, like, emotional abuse, I also had physical abuse. The girl I was back then is not the same. I'm the woman I am today is much stronger and she's not putting up with the bullshit that people throw my way. Every person that I dated or, you know, had experience with has taught me that I'm not letting you treat me any less because I know my work. You're not going to have access to me. You're not going to just use me. I'm not just someone you talk to when you're bored. I'm not in any of that. I'd rather be single to myself than be unhappy with someone who treats me like they're second best. I had that that issue. I'd be like, wow, I always feel like an option. And that's because I was trying to make people out to be Prince Charming when they weren't. And definitely, I feel like even when you have a child with someone, you know, it's a level of respect that needs to be held. And I feel like my relationship with my dad molded me to these males that I picked. But now, as I'm seeing, doing the shadow work, I'm seeing a bigger change within myself. And I definitely do feel like this will help people who are going through the same things to see that you have to set your boundaries and do not compromise 
your boundaries for someone else because you really love them or how they look or how they make you feel stick up for yourself and love yourself and set your boundaries and stop letting people slide with disrespect only let a person disrespect you once only once only once it should be once because if you keep letting that person do it over and over again they will feel like okay I could just do this to her no you can't and I feel like I had to put my foot down I walked away because it no longer serves me like what am I doing like you're just going to continue doing the same thing over and over again lying to me cheating on me I don't have time for that like I, I really don't and ladies with children you do not have to settle because you have children don't let um these insecure males come for you you see you see that there's men out there like Russell Wilson you see you see it don't ever lower your standards because you had children you having children does not make you less of a person no it doesn't for the males out there too it's love out there but you need to love yourself so with that being said a way to love on yourself is to set boundaries and not to lower them for anyone so love on yourself thank you for listening love y'all Hello, everyone. Welcome to Love On Yourself Podcast. Hi, my name is Desiree Nicole. And today we're going to talk about Bridgerton. Bridgerton is a Netflix series. I talked about Malcolm and Marie. So let's talk about Bridgerton. I I love having like these little shows um, and talking about the message behind these shows and how pretty much we can relate to what's going on now to then so Bridgerton is based off of like a family in the 19th century you know in London and basically the main characters Daphne you know her family and then you have the Duke so we're going to talk about how they first met and basically how they both had feelings for each other but how the duke's childhood affected how he treated Daphne so Daphne I feel like she's like a a lover girl like how I feel like I could I could see myself as that like the girl who just wants to feel love like she wants to be married she wants you know to find you know her soulmate like she really wants to marry for love she doesn't want to just marry just to marry she wants to marry for love and she meets the duke and he's kind of like rough around the edges like he pretty much has like a hard shell you would say he puts a hard shell up for her but he really does like her but he also plays like he doesn't care and I feel like that's based off of his childhood. His dad was very emotionally abusive towards him. So he was very shut off. He didn't really know how to love properly. And Daphne, you know, she was a virgin. You know, she she's never been with a man before. So it's a lot of things. She It was new to her. So let's get to the part where, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it. 
let's get to the point where they kissed in the garden and finally there's you know showing each other like you know but he still has his little wall up like i i can't marry you because he made a promise to his father because of how his father treated him that he would never have a kid he would never you know pretty much carry on the name of their family because of how his father treated his mother. That's the only thing that was important to his father is having a, a heir to the throne, like, you know, passing on a legacy. And, you know, he really was affected by his childhood. And he was holding on to a lot of anger with his father. So basically, the relationship was Daphne was just trying to get him to come out his shell. Slowly, he was coming out of his shell because when they went on their honeymoon, you know, he told her, I burn for you. Like, you don't understand what it's like to feel something for someone who doesn't feel the same. And then Daphne is shocked because, you know, he's all closed up. And she's like, well, I burn for you too. Like, I feel the same way that you do. Like, why you think I followed you into that garden? He goes, why you think I went into that garden? Because... They really love each other. Like, they really do care both about each other. But it's just hard for him to open up and show her that because of his childhood. He's never felt what love was. So we go into it. Daphne really wants, like, a child. And, you know, he doesn't want a child because, you know, he made a promise to his father on his deathbed that I would never do this, I would never do that, blah, blah, blah. So... You know, that was a problem for her because it's like she always wanted to be a mother. And she was like, you know, am I I love him, but am I going to sacrifice what I want, you know, because of his hate for his father? So then comes when she uh, pretty much they're, you know, making love, you know, and she realizes that Daphne, you know, she's a virgin. So he kept pulling out on her. She doesn't know how to make a child, like, you know, how baby making. She was never taught, you know, okay, this is how a child was made. So pretty much she finds out that he's, you know, she's been lying to him about, you know, pulling out like, and she felt really mad at him. And she pretty much, you know, tricked him and, made her you know made him like you know inside of her and then they got into an argument and they were like arguing for like episodes they were so stubborn and he really you could tell like he was really trying to fight how he felt about her but you could see that he really does care about her but he was just afraid to love someone so much you could tell that's just a person that was never loved properly and doesn't know how to react to the love that a person is giving them so when they finally break down and say listen I really love you like Daphne was like you may think that you're hard to love and no one can love you and your father made you feel that way but she loves all of him. She said, I love all of you, your flaws, everything about you. I love everything. And, you know, pretty much they put their little beef aside. And, you know, finally, they have a child. So let's break it down. So I felt like I was hard to love or, you know, my inner child wounds 
causes me to put a wall up, you know, for people who who try to get close to me. I know this, that. And I feel like this is like a really good example of how everyone isn't raised off of love. Some people are raised off of survival. And then when they run into someone who was raised on that loving family, that support system, you know, it's hard for them to see, well, why is this person like that? And because they're so used to, like, the way you were raised on love that you don't understand how a person is raised off of survival. And I mean survival meaning, like, emotional survival. Like, sometimes abuse can affect how a child loves when they're older. You know, he was afraid he didn't want to be the man his father was. But he didn't realize he was never, he's never going to be the man his father was, you know. He, he was like, I don't know how to be the man you want me to be, but I'm willing to try. Like, so you see, like, it's, it's crazy. The character development with him was just amazing to see that he realizes that this woman loves him. And he put, it was pride, like how I said in the last episodes, pride can really mess up good things. Pride can mess up good things. Fear can mess up good things. They put their pride and fear aside and came together as one. And I feel like that's what relationships nowadays need to do is understand that maybe that person is acting that way because of, you know, they don't have the tools. They don't know how to communicate how they feel. You know, they never really had that emotional, you know, support, or even if they don't, they have, like, daddy issues, like, I know guys that have issues with their fathers, or females who have issues with their fathers, or guys that have issues with their mothers, or females who have issues with their mothers, sometimes people operate off of survival, and I feel like this is a great show to watch, to see how inner child wounds affect adults. Hi everyone, welcome to a special episode of Love On Yourself Podcast. Hi, my name is Desiree Nicole and let's do something fun, something that's light and not too heavy. We're going to answer some like quiz questions about some things about me. So let's get into it. a love language um, questionnaire. So, okay, the first question is, it's more meaningful to me when I hug someone. When someone I love sends me a loving note, text, email for no reason. I kind of like both, but I like, I love when someone hugs me. It's more meaningful to me when I can spend time alone with someone I love, just us. Someone I love does something practical to help me out. I like both. But I love spending a long time with someone I love. Just us. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love gives me a little gift as a token of our love, of concern for each other, or I get to spend time with those I love. I love the time, even though, you know, I I like gifts, but I, I like the time more. 
So it's asking me, it's more meaningful to me when someone I love does something unexpected for me to help me with a project. I can share an innocent touch with someone I love. The innocent touch with someone I love. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love puts their arm around me in public. Someone I love surprises me with a gift. That's cute, putting your arm around. I I love public affection. I, I feel like that just shows me that you have nothing to hide. But I also like being surprised. I, I don't, and I do, like being surprised with gifts. Because I, I feel like surprises make me <laughs> nervous. It's more meaningful to me when I'm around someone I love, even if we're not really doing anything. I can be comfortable holding hands and high-fiving and putting my arm around someone I love. I like both, but I just love... I want your company, even if we're not even doing anything. If, like, I really love you, I just... It's hard for me to really feel comfortable. It's hard to find someone who really just makes you feel comfortable with yourself and gives you peace. So I feel like that's very important to me. It's more meaningful to me when I receive a gift from someone I love. I hear from someone I love that they love me. Oh, yeah. When I hear from someone that I love that they love me, I feel like that's the biggest um, blessing. It's more meaningful to me when I sit close to someone I love. I'm complimented by someone I love for no apparent reason. I do like both. But I feel like that physical comfort just does something for me. It's more meaningful to me when I get the chance to hang out with someone I love. I unexpectedly get small gifts from someone I love. I just like your company. It's more meaningful to me when I hear someone I love tell me I'm proud of you. Someone I love helps me with a task. I love hearing I'm proud of you. It's more meaningful to me when I get to do things with someone I love. I hear supportive words from someone I love. I love both. So it says, it's more meaningful to me when someone I love does things for me instead of talking about the nice things. I feel connected to someone I love through a hug. Through a hug. Okay, let's see. It's more meaningful to me when I hear praise from someone I love. Someone I love gives me something that shows they were really thinking about me. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. Because it's just different when someone just surprises you with something and you weren't expecting it. It's like they really, that really shows that they really pay attention to you and that they're really listening. It's more meaningful to me when I'm able to just be around someone I love. I get back rub from someone I love. I love both of those, but um, I just love being around someone I love. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love reacts positively to something I accomplish. Someone I love does something for me that I know they don't particularly enjoy. Uh, First one. It's more meaningful to me when I'm able to be close in physical area to someone I love and I sense someone I love showing interest in things I care about. I feel like both. 
So I'm gonna say the first one for me. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love works on special projects with me. I have to complete. Someone I love gives me an exciting gift. Oh, you working on a project with me? I love that. It's more meaningful to me when I'm complimented by someone I love or my appearance. Someone I love takes the time to listen to me and really understand my feelings. Yeah, you need... I love someone who just will just sit there and just listen to how I feel and actually care about how I feel. Because it's a difference with someone just listening. Just because they listen doesn't mean that they care. It's a big difference. It's more meaningful to me when I can share a mean... I'm sorry, like, my cat just started doing, like, a whole flip. Like, what the? Bella! It's more meaningful to me when I can share, like, touch in public with someone I love, and someone I love offers to run me some errands. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna feel your touch, babe. Like, touch me, touch my body. Like me. <laughs> it's more meaningful to me when someone I love does something special for me to help me out. I get a gift from someone I love. Okay, all these gifts. All these gifts, like gifts, gifts, gifts. Damn. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love doesn't check their phone while we're talking with each other. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to instantly, 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 instantly press that. Because if I'm talking to you, you're just on your phone. That lets me know that you don't, you're not even listening to me. That's really disrespectful. It's more meaningful to me when I can look forward to a holiday because I've probably get a gift from someone I love. I hear the words, I appreciate you from someone I love. Okay, listen, soulmate, if you're listening to this, like a uh, person, whoever I'm supposed to be with, listen to this. I hear the words, I appreciate you from someone I love. That's all you have to say. I am the most easiest person. Just make me feel appreciated. Appreciate me. That's all you have to do. And I will be the best woman in your life. special episode of love on yourself podcast hi my name is desiree nicole and i did an episode before where i shared some of my poems and artwork so i want to do another one so let's get into it so um today i was doing some self-care things i went to the salon and got my hair done it was like really early in the morning. I'm walking in the salon and I was like caught off guard. I hear like a baby crying. It was like the baby had to be like two months, small baby, little boy. And I instantly like tears started coming to like my eyes. I felt so triggered. I didn't even realize I still was feeling these emotions. And, you know, I played it off well and, and tried not to, um, really like get to me but I I didn't realize that I was still having these feelings um I I really don't have females around me that I have really talked to I felt like I could talk to about my feelings with this um it's just a process but I didn't really realize 
I was still feeling this way. I felt like I kind of suppressed my emotions and about, you know, having an early miscarriage. I, I felt like I just hit it. Um, and I didn't think that it was going to, like, you know, I still was triggered. And I realized that today I was like, this still hurts my feelings. Like, what, what could I do? Who could I talk to? I'm still, my feelings are hurt. Like, and that's a process of just doing, like, shadow work and healing yourself is acknowledging that certain things still hurt your feelings, and that's okay. I was so triggered. I didn't even realize when I had seen the little baby boy, I was just, like, I couldn't, I had to, like, try to take my mind off of it. I really felt so um, emotionally overwhelmed. You know, and cutest little baby too. And thoughts just started running through my mind. And then also, it just had me think about how women, we have to like pretty much just go on about our day when things happen. Especially like you're a mother. It's like we have to do school. We have to pretty much, even if we're hurting, it's like it's no time to really sit there and hurt there's no off time we have to go 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 and go and we have that thought process like go 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 and sometimes like I keep myself busy in order to avoid my feelings and deal with certain things and I don't feel like that's a good way of dealing with things it's like I I put work before my feelings sometimes so I don't have to deal with certain emotions or deal with certain things that have gone on in my life. Like being like an at-home mom right now, being like a college student, you know, even like when working at home and then like part-time options, you know, like I have different options of like I do car readings and I've been making like a good amount of money doing that. And getting back into just my my field of, you know, dental work, um, it's hard to, like, sometimes we as women, we have to find a balance of things. We have to really put on the cape and sometimes, especially if you're a single mom, is run the household, you know. And it can get stressful sometimes. You know, we really have to hold how we're feeling back it's like we have to keep it moving like and women we have you know you you really are like strong like you know the power that we have we are so strong and we just adapt and we just take care of the children and just nurture the children and still have time to nurture ourselves and I'm so glad that I didn't get lost in the things that I went through and I grew from the things I went through it's just I had to really be truthful with myself and tell myself Desiree you're in pain I'm in pain like I'm in pain I can't hide it anymore I'm in pain with that situation I'm in pain um and as a mother, that's my number one job, to be a nurturer. Um, 
and I don't want to ever feel like I failed at being a mom. Being a mother is the most important job for me because it changed my life. I never would have thought when I was younger I would even have children, but it just came naturally to me. Like, is this natural? How I am with children is this natural? And children love me. And, you know, I always said I wanted a big, giant family, you know, a loving family to just be there and support, you know. And it really gets on my nerves when... I just feel like I meet people who don't understand how important being a mother is to me. And those aren't the right type of people for you. They can't understand that, you know, you're a mother and you have responsibilities and that's okay. Because the biggest part of you is your children. Like, when you have children, you just... I don't know, but just, I seen that baby, and it just brought up a lot of emotions, and I was just like, I felt like a part of me was taken away. I don't like, you know, I haven't really talked about that with anyone. I just tried to act like I'm fine, and kept it moving, you know, because it's like, I really don't have women around me I can really talk to about that how I felt about that, how this makes me feel, how that makes me feel. And with, I just got to love on myself about that, you know. And women are strong with just being able to bear the children and they get back to business. Like, after you have a child, you pretty much have to get back to the normal ways of life and continue to run the household um and I've just been working hard like I've been really pushing myself like I'm so proud of myself I'm so proud of the self-discipline that I have been putting on myself not to fall into the temptation of just wanting fun and just worrying about fun and worrying about my future like I'm planning my future it's like I'm building myself up to my future I can't wait until I step foot in that dental clinic I got a couple more classes to go. I'm going to keep pushing. It's been a rough journey, like, especially, like, paying for college out of pocket. Just a lot of stress. And it's, I see the the joy in it. Like, no pain, no gain. Like, you got to keep pushing yourself. And, like, you got to go through something to get something. Like, sometimes you got to go through those hard times so you can appreciate those good times in life and I'm just admiring and amazed by how strong women are and how much we go through and to the women who go through rough you know the rough childhoods or they don't feel like they have the best relationships with their dads or their single mom or they don't feel good enough, you don't feel pretty enough, you don't feel enough, you are enough. I feel like the world would be better if women actually supported each other and know that it's more to yourself than male attention. 
it's, it's deeper than that. But, you know, unfortunately, we, we're going to have some women who are not for women at all. They're just for themselves and their own selfish intentions. And this is for, this is for the good women, you know. I support y'all. I support the women who care about each other and love each other. And take time to nurture yourself. Make sure you take self-care days. Make sure you just dress up for yourself. Make sure you care about yourself. And I definitely will care about myself. I want to thank everyone that listens to my podcast. I know I say this all the time, but... I just see my podcast growing and growing. Thank you for that. And I'm going to take my time to heal. And now I can officially say I'm not hiding it no more. Is that I'm I'm hurt by, I guess, my triggers are seeing babies. Because I had an early miscarriage and it hurt my feelings. And I can admit that. Um, and I hope this brings some inspiration to women out there to face what's hurting them and not hold back and I love y'all um and love on yourself so I have a set of questions that I wanted to ask Ermius and he is here right now and he is ready to connect so with that being said, Ermius, what advice do you have for the general collective? Right now, Nipsey is showing me the word changes. There's a lot of changes that are going on right now in today's world um, since he has left. And you have to remember that the spiritual realm does not have time. Time does not exist in the spiritual world. Time is an illusion in the 3D world. So he's showing me the changes. The word changes. And I keep hearing changes. Things are changing right now. And now is the best time to embrace changes. Not to fear changes. Not to run away from change. You have to learn to adapt and survive and the environments that you're in and the ability to adapt and survive is basically the biggest key to upgrading and really getting to know yourself not running away from challenges and changes only elevates you in a higher form he's showing me how People are so used to the old way of life. And I definitely do feel like he's talking about the pandemic. He's also shown me the number three. With the number three, I definitely do feel like um, Nipsey Hustle. I've been saying this, is a ascended master. He's showing me, he's saying old soul. He's definitely an old soul. He's been here for many lifetimes. And he's... He is very wise. He said he would have a presence when he would walk into a room. It was like an a, a aura that he, he just glowed, a certain glow. He, Every person's life that he was in, he was meant to make changes. 
he wants you to elevate and keep pushing forward no matter what life throws at you to elevate your thinking and read books he's saying read some books expand your knowledge everything that you learn isn't always going to be on the internet sometimes you're going to have to do some investigating like he showed me different forms of learning like books you can learn online but the best knowledge that you will learn sometimes is mostly hands-on knowledge meaning some things a book can't teach you you just have to learn on your own no matter if that's love career life just enjoy life and don't let fear hold you back don't let changes hold you back like I said before learning how to adapt I feel like is the biggest lesson that he's telling the collective right now and I definitely do feel the air of change like I definitely do feel like change is happening I feel like more people are waking up to their true callings to their path and I feel like Nipsey came on this earth and he knew his soul knew exactly what to do his soul knew exactly what to do he's an advanced soul he he is a twin flame he's telling me he is a twin flame soul Lauren is his twin flame and I feel like they have shared many lifetimes together they're very very advanced souls so I want to ask Nipsey another question so Nipsey can you explain the power of love so I want to go into the power of love like when I watch Nipsey Hustles, this is just me speaking. When I watch Nipsey Hustles interviews, um, you know, when I run across it online, and I don't know why I feel like love is just the most powerful thing in the world. Love conquers fear. And I know that sounds corny to some people, but love truly conquers fear. Um, Nipsey Hustle speaks about how love will conquer these times right now changes love like having pure love doing things out of pure love and not only just in relationships but loving your families loving what you do and being in love with yourself being for the love of doing things for the love of just you gotta just come from you know a pure place in your heart and you got to be like you know what I know this is going to be different I don't care if people look at me this is who I am and really embrace who you are love is the most powerful emotion so with that I'm getting that download it's like open your heart chakra open yourself up to love and stop closing yourself out I feel like a lot of men he's saying are they're not they're really from a block place. Maybe they haven't had love in their household. They didn't see their parents, their fathers were bad examples. He's showing love, like pure, honest love will conquer all. It's time to open your heart chakra. It's time to embrace that love. It can be scary when you feel like love did you wrong. No, love didn't do you wrong. People did you wrong people who don't love you don't let people who didn't love you or didn't treat you right block you off from feeling love because love is the most beautiful feeling I know when you feel that feeling of love it's the most beautiful feeling you feel good and even self-love is the strongest you know 
the most powerful thing in the world. So how do you get through these times? Love. I'm telling you, you got to be in love with what you do. You got to be in love with who you are. You got to be in love with your flaws. Everything about yourself, you have to love it. So I had this conversation, like, you know, my last channeling session I did with Nipsey Hussle that was more private. And I asked him about, you know, the power of love and we really got into this and he gave me that download we have private and I have had private conversations with him and I have told him my own personal experiences and he has always been a wise a wise soul and has told me like you have to keep pushing for it you can't give up on yourself you got to keep going you got to see the vision like you have to map your life out like, you ever see um, the movie The Hunger Games where they have, like, the whole field on, like, a um, like this little virtual little, like, hologram. And you're mapping things out. Like, you got to think about your life like this. Okay, this is what I want, so I might have to move this way to get this way. Oh, I want this. I want a long relationship. I want marriage. I want somebody to love me. Okay, well, I have to build myself up. That way, I can get to where I want to be in life. And in life, you have to really make those blueprints, like a vision board. You can have a vision board in your mind. Like, you can have a blueprint of how you need to get to where you want to get to. And you have to think about life as this is your board. This is your hologram of the key to your life. Your soul knows the mission and you're waking up to it like everybody is here for a reason everybody has a purpose in life even if you don't understand your life purpose sometimes you have to sit down and meditate or do whatever works for you to understand where you're going listen to your soul listen to what feels right and listen to when your soul tells you no that's not for you that guy's not for you. That female's not for you. Those friends ain't for you. That family, nah. Stop playing yourself because you know where you need to be in life. Like, you know where you want to go. So he's showing me, like, that that vision board. Like, think about it as, like, a virtual vision board. You know where you need to, to go. So put yourself in that position and set yourself up. You got to start speaking kind words to yourself every day and be like, yo, I got this. And life throws curveballs, but that's life. You know, that's why it's the marathon, you know? It's the marathon. It's a marathon. Things you're going to have to keep running. You're going to have to pace yourself, keep running, pace yourself, keep running, pace yourself. Because who knows, on that marathon, somebody might throw something on the road and you slip. You going you gonna to give up? You want to dust yourself off, get back up, and keep running. And truly, that's why this man inspires me. Like, I thank you, Hermes, for sharing those kind words to my listeners and really being a voice of light. And also, just for setting that example of someone to look at and see, like, yo, you can start from the bottom and make your way up to the top and listen everyone's not going to believe in your vision it's not for you it's not for them it's for you and the people around you who truly care about you who truly love you and care about you 
And honestly, this is your life. This is your soul blueprint. Um, this man is wise. Like I said, when you leave your body, this body is just a shell. We are souls. We are energy. Energy never dies. Energy never dies. We are here. And they hear you. Your loved ones hear you. Just speak it out loud. They hear you. Your spiritual team, your ancestral team, they're here for you. And you'll be surprised if you just open your eyes and just listen to the messages. And it's like really cool in here. So I can feel he's he's definitely connecting. I definitely, um, I set a glass of water out for him and lit my blue candle. And I'm here just connecting. I'm feeling the energy is so pure and loving and warm right now in here. Like, and... I'm just embracing in it. Um, thank you, Ermius. And thank you for connecting and sharing that with my listeners. So let's get into explaining Nipsey Hussle's soul mission. Hello, everyone. Hi, my name is Desiree Nicole, and thank you for tuning into a special episode of Love on Yourself. The other day, this topic was on my mind after a recent conversation I had with a friend of mine, and we were talking about our experiences with dating and love. And pretty much what I explained to her is I feel like we both are alpha females, meaning like we tend to just be like, fuck it, I got it. Like, I don't need anyone to do this for me. I got it. Like, we kind of had that wall built up where it's like, I don't need no man. I can do this. I can do that. And I feel like it's been really hard in my relationships to be submissive because I felt like I wasn't talking to the right type of males. I wasn't talking to the right type of people. I wasn't because I felt like the males I talked to weren't leaders they pretty much were just men that I felt like weren't worth me being submissive to. Like, I'm not going to let you lead me somewhere where you're pretty much blinded. Like, you can't even lead yourself, but you want me to be submissive to you and follow your lead. No, it doesn't work like that. Um, honestly, I do one day want to... I'm basically learning how to put that wall down and allow myself to bring out that feminine side of me where it's like I'm loving and nurturing and I still am nurturing but I feel like I have a wall built up with males like I feel like I'm always the one doing stuff like I'm like I'm paying for everything I'm doing this I'm doing that I have never experienced me letting my guard down and being submissive and being that feminine energy where it's like okay I'm gonna let you lead the way I'm gonna let you do something for me and I feel like that's what I'm learning how to do but I was saying I was like no I never really I don't count that as a date I never really been on a real date I would say that but I'm not the type of person where it's like I want to ask the guy like 
I let guys ask them. I have never had a male in my life just be like, you know what, come on, this day I'm going to take you out. We're going to go here and here and be dressed by the... Like, no, it's always, okay, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Okay, let's meet up. Like, for once, I just want to meet that male that takes that lead. Like, I, I just can't. I ain't being submissive to someone who basically is blinded themselves and that's what I felt like about me it's like I have that wall built up like yeah you're not gonna hurt me I'm not gonna call you first I don't need you <laughs> like and that's the curse of being an alpha female sometimes it's like we have that guard up like aggressive like <laughs> very aggressive and I have to learn how I don't have to always be on defense like I can let somebody in like it's okay to let somebody in I'm no longer allowing myself to love on defense I'm allowing myself to fall in love I feel like we're so afraid of getting hurt that we're always on defense but no longer am I falling in love or falling for someone and being on guard I'm going to be able to be fully in with someone and be able to be like you know what Love is a gamble. Love is a chance. And I'm willing to take that chance if you allow me to. This is a poem I wrote dedicated to my cousin. The story of a warrior who has won so many battles. She is a mother. She overcame so many obstacles. The glue to the kingdom, the heart of the family. Sometimes warriors get tired too. Body of armor, heart of courage. You live life to the fullest. The warrior who fought so many. The noble blue heart sits on your chest. Now it's time for the warrior to rest. Your battle has been won. Rest in peace, Tasha. I love you. And thank you for so many memories. I want to honor DMX with this. I know he always closes out with a prayer. So I'm going to do this. A prayer for love. Thank you. Thank you, creator of the universe for this gift of life that you have given me. Thank you for giving me everything that I had or I ever needed. Thank you for the opportunity to experience this beautiful body and this wonderful mind. Thank you for living inside of me with all your love and your pure, boundless spirit. With your warm and radiant light, thank you for using my words, for using my eyes using my heart to share your love wherever I go. I love you just the way you are and because I am your creation, I love myself just the way I am. Help me to keep the love and peace in my heart and make the love a new way of life and that I may love the rest of my life. Amen. Love on yourself. Peace and light to everyone who's listening. Love on yourself.